Welcome, everyone, to the .NET Maui podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in .NET client development. We'll talk about some Azure, some Visual Studio, some Blazor, and, of course, .NET Maui. I'm Matt Sokup, and today we're talking about an app called the Construction Industry Helpline. And I'm joined by Sriram Akella, Bill Hill, and Jan Lamas, and Ben Buttigieg. So, Bill, I'm going to kick it over to you right away if you can explain a little bit about what the app is and the motivation behind it. Yeah, okay, thank you. Uh, well, the, the app was really conceived as a consequence of the major problem we've got within construction, not just construction in the UK, but construction worldwide. Um uh, it's probably a little-known fact, but uh, construction worldwide has got the worst record of suicides on any other industry. Uh, we concentrate on the UK and Ireland, and in the UK and Ireland, we're losing two construction workers every working day to suicide. Almost 20% of productivity is lost every year as a consequence of stress, anxiety, or depression. Uh, the industry has probably populated by 87% male population within the industry. And unfortunately, men have some very male stoic beliefs about their mental well-being. So in the past, we had created a, a telephone line, a construction industry telephone line, which is a 24-7 helpline to help people uh, with any well-being problems, any physical problems, any financial problems, which has been pretty well utilised but we recognise the need that for those people that didn't have the bravery or the courage to make that phone call, we needed something for them to to learn and to be able to interrogate about how they were feeling so that they can actually get some responses to that, learn about the issues, maybe get some coping strategies about the issues like stress or anxiety uh, or depression, some coping strategies, and even maybe do some testing on how stressed they were and ultimately to be able to signpost them to get the extra help and support they needed. So so we went out to the market and said, and we talked to a, a major uh, worldwide software provider. Um, and unfortunately, their software was too heavyweight um, for the application. They were very willing to want to help, but the, the, the software was too heavy. And luckily, we found Coins, who are a specialist niche player in the construction industry, who do construction industry software. So who better to go to than somebody who already knows the construction workplace? And uh, we connected uh, with Coins. And through Coins and working with the Microsoft uh, technology suite behind that, the construction industry helpline app was built and the industry has absolutely taken it to heart and it's a fantastic tool that supports everything we do in this space to help the workforce. It's absolutely brilliant. So, Jan, then your company, Coins, does support the construction industry overall with app apps, but this construction industry helpline app, which is an incredibly important app, maybe the most important app that uh, – your your company has built. So give me a little bit and our listeners a little bit of background on your perspective on building the application. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So so um, like Bill said, I, we were in shock. Uh, I was personally in shock to when 
when we learn about the statistics in the construction industry when it comes to suicide, depression, stress, and the loss of productivity. Uh, and we wanted to help. Uh, Luckily for us, we selected Microsoft as a partner uh, many years ago. And one of the reasons we selected Microsoft as a partner is because their technology toolset is has a wide range of solutions, including mobile. Uh, and and um, through the acquisition Microsoft made on Xamarin uh, a few years ago, uh, we now have the tools to develop mobile experiences that are cohesive, consistent, and um, rich across multiple platforms and devices. We actually have a long history of developing natively on iOS or developing natively in Android, you know, and actually the, the old Windows mobile. Uh, but with Xamarin, we now have an opportunity to deliver the same experience to multiple platforms uh, very effectively. And we started uh, on Xamarin native uh, uh, a while back. Uh, but we wanted to do more, which is how can we actually deliver more value to our clients and actually Bill being a client, quote unquote, uh, how can we do more for them using less resources and time? And that's where we actually uh, move from Xamarin native to now Xamarin forms uh, to deliver this application. And, and we are hopeful that with these tools, um, uh, we will be able to do more for our clients, like I said, but also develop even richer experiences. Some of the some of the tools that are in Xamarin Forms and, 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 and that will are coming onto Xamarin Native will be invaluable for our developers uh, and, and for our designers or UX designers to deliver even richer experience than what we could do before. Because there's, you know, there were times in the past where we developed some beautiful components or designed some beautiful components that were really hard to implement by the mobile team. And with Xamarin Forms and down in the future with them with Maui, we're 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 hoping that we can actually deliver deliver some incredibly exciting experiences to our users with less effort than you know what's required to de- develop a, a native app. And and uh, and like like Bill said, you know we we're very pleased that through our partnership with Microsoft, we w- we have the tools and development resources uh, to be able to deliver this application to him. But yeah, um, we're really excited to work with Microsoft and with uh, uh, Bill on this. So Sriram, you you helped develop the application and and it was initially Xamarin Native and we moved over to Xamarin Forms eventually. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey? And I guess, first off, start off with what you thought about developing in Xamarin Native and then the migration process and now how you feel about Xamarin Forms. Yeah, so... Initially, when we uh, thought of this app, building this app, obviously, we don't have uh, in-house Xamarin experience. That's the first challenge we had to face. And then we have native developers who are either experienced on iOS or on uh, an Android. So what we thought was we'll try to utilize the Xamarin native platform because we already have you know, in-house experience of iOS and, native, uh, and Android. So we can leverage them on the UI side. And so we can bring a C-sharp developer to develop the whole app. It went fairly uh, smooth, I would say. Initially, uh, the platform developers were a bit reluctant to jump onto the Xamarin native platform because uh, they didn't see that uh, as a natural transition for them. Uh, But eventually, it went on fine. And uh, finally, we built the Xamarin native. So then we thought like, 
why do we want to keep it native for any maintenance activities? We have to change it twice sometimes. Sometimes we find uh, issues that are not straightforward to uh, uh, fix. Uh, and maintenance uh, is becoming uh, challenging because we need to find someone who understands iOS and Android to a great extent, uh, depending on how complex the problem is. And that's when we thought, like, yeah, let's transition everything into forms. Now the forms is more stable. That's when uh, we brought in a, a XAML uh, or XAML forms expert. Um, and we initially have two choices, either to transition screen by screen or start as a fresh app and migrate all the functionality from the native app into the Xamarin forms. So we decided to go the uh, second way. Uh, we started with a, a fresh app. Uh, with, we brought in uh, some of the uh, leading platform uh, plugins like uh, Prism, Xamarin Community Toolkit, uh, and we created the frame first with all the um, a basic navigation parts and everything laid out. And the Xamarin Forms expert then created the basic pages to prove that, you know, the the forms will be as performant as native. So that went phenomenally well, I would say. And immediately we asked the Xamarin Forms expert to create, uh, take the most complex screen from the app and convert that into forms. And once that is done, Everything else is a simple breeze because we have samples to look at and the developer was very quick to adapt to the new technology. And everything was so smooth and it was exactly the same. Well, we got a exactly the same performance as the Xamarin native app. So Sriram, I've, I was just wondering, uh, do you have, um, did you find a need to create custom renderers to uh, implement any of the platform specific functionality in the app? Um, we had such requirements. Um, for example, we have to remove the uh, border for a text view. Uh, and then we looked into Xamarin Community Toolkit. Thanks to Xamarin Community Toolkit, uh, it gave a lot of functionality in built in anyway. So we never had to build any custom renderers ever. We, 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 we minted the whole UI purely in XAML and Xamarin forms. That's excellent. And a big shout out to the community toolkit authors. It is the community putting that together and they are building the .NET MAUI community toolkit right now. So that's actually really nice that the community is helping out to build these apps, essentially donating their time to help everybody out. And it's the third party stuff coming together and, well, helping, helping build the apps itself. And so it's really cool that you didn't have to shrimp ram go through the whole custom renderer route. So yeah, and I wanted to ask you, we talked a little bit about before about this, but .NET MAUI, um, is the plans to move to MAUI anytime soon? Well, I, I think from a high level, you know, from a business perspective, you know, um, we like to upgrade once everything gets really super stable, right? So we probably won't be upgrading bang on the release date you know when you know on the first release we will probably wait to the second release where the community um, helps iron out any problematic issues or bugs or anything like that or you know there may be some some, some more improvements coming in so we probably want to upgrade when when it's released 
uh, but, but we we will probably uh, upgrade for version two, let's say, of, of that release. Uh, I'm actually one of the biggest proponents, you know, uh, of of upgrading uh, to Maui as soon as possible. There's a lot of things that I that I've seen on Maui that I love, starting with the name. Uh, and you know, uh, I, and I would love to get a Maui T-shirt, by the way. Just, just, I'm just saying. Uh, and and uh, but you know, in the tech team, there, there are you know, smarter than me, and therefore they all agreed that we that that moving on version two might be a, a much better plan. The business executives that are also smarter than me agree with, uh, as well with that. So, uh, so whilst I would love to upgrade as soon as possible, the, the company has agreed that version two will be the the, the best way forward. And again, a shout out for the community. Thank you, communities, everyone community, because now you're actually helping people in the construction industry uh, indirectly. But it, it's a really uh, worthwhile effort you know, that, that you put in for everybody and now actually helping the uh, construction industry. Thank you. So going back to the existing forms application, uh, one of the things I was wondering is, uh, do you have to um, be mindful of privacy and and presumably you do. So um, does that prohibit you being able to do things like collecting analytics of any kind? Um, so from day one, we were very mindful about privacy. Things. So we never collected anything user-specific. So all the information that we collected is an aggregate information on, on how many page hits we are getting or how many transitions that a user is doing but nothing specific to a user or no information that ties down to a specific mobile. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can butt in there as well, is that uh, from a, a perspective of the industry as well, it was really important to, to us that we, we protected the anonymity of the individual using this app as well, because there there's a lot of fear that um, that kind of information would get into the hands of maybe employers and uh, then it would maybe prejudice them going forward for other project work on different construction sites. So it was really important to us that uh, we can say with uh, every confidence that uh, this was a highly confidential app, that we were not collecting uh, individuals' data. Uh, but what we do want to know at some point is what routes people are taking through the app so that we can highlight maybe areas where we need to concentrate on and add more information and feed that back to the industry and give them some learning points to to maybe put educational programs in in, in other areas. But right from the onset, it was, was our requirement that we kept, uh, kept the anonymity of the user. So following on from that, does the user need to create an account to use the app? No, they do not. Sorry, to I, w- I want to add actually that whilst for this application, definitely um, personally be personal personally identifiable information is something we do not want to collect. Uh, we do want we actually do capture some statistics about who visits which page and where and so forth. Um, we are actually using Xamarin uh, on our own applications, industry specific applications that help construction teams around the world build things better and faster. Uh, and, and for those sort of applications, which are now in Xamarin Native, uh, and we will be moving into uh, Xamarin Forms in the future, 
collection, it's very important. So we will be collecting all sorts of information, obviously within the rule of law, um, uh, about the user, the you know the, the, the everything, the feedback from the user on real time. Actually, Shriram has a, a project right now to be able to provide instant feedback and continuous feedback about the the usage of the application uh, back to us to provide information about the usage of the application back to the companies so they can understand what they're doing, how to do it better. So data collection, when we move to those applications, industry applications, will be very important for us. And we liked the the the, the tools and the the capabilities that Xamarin and other plugins have in, or, in order to allow us to do that. And we've been working with Microsoft um, uh, closely on that. Bill, kind of jumping back just a step, and, and Jan, you might want to chime in on this one too, is you're absolutely right that there is kind of like a like a stigma, like the, the tough guy stigma. And I think this spans more than just the construction industry. This spans all over in every industry of men not wanting to admit they have issues and, and, and problems. And how did you how do you go about letting people know that the app even exists, that the construction industry helpline is out there. So I guess, how did you do your initial rollout of it? Yeah. So, so again, we, we are obviously our charity is 100% dedicated to the construction industry in the UK and Ireland. So we get some pretty key contacts with all the major players, um, all the tier one uh, constructors and, and secondary tier and tertiary tier, a lot of the trade bodies that, uh, Pool, pool membership things like the plumbers, the electricians, the carpenters, etc., um, and the surveyors, and even the professional classes. So we've got all these these contacts in place. So when uh, the the application was ready to launch, then we we did this through. Uh, there's a week we dedicate in the UK to Mental Health Awareness Week, and every year we have a release of the app during that week. Um, and we make a big hullabaloo about um, what the new features and benefits are in the app. So that, that's how we get to the market. But we also have uh, a whole series of toolbox talks, just to the point that you've made there, because one of the what it's all right, very well giving these tools out, but if, if people are not using them because of the stigma that's attached uh, to 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 being able to to access them, then the toolbox talks that we work with the industry are all about getting people together in a private situation and talking about other things apart from sport and football and cars and talking about you know the well being etc. And, and when you give people the permission to talk about these subjects, then it's actually get some talking quite a lot about it and then we introduce the app saying look Gary if you're in trouble I mean our mission as a charity is that no construction worker or their family should be alone in a crisis so we're trying to put in place a surround sound of of, of charitable services around that individual so that they've got every single route to get to help and support the 24-7 helpline, the app, the, the training courses we run. We've got beacons out there. Uh, we've got mental health first aiders on site. We're trying to put every single thing around the individual. But the biggest thing we've now got to overcome is stigma because uh, that is the thing we've got to break down. And it's predominant in the male psyche is that stigma. And we've got some ways to go on that, I can tell you. Yeah, no, and, and, and um, yeah, I want to say, you know, that, like you said, you men, we're perfect. So we have, you know, a difficulty accepting that 
we have issues, right? So um, um, also they tell me, you know, I have two daughters so, and, and my wife, so they always tell me that we men, we think we're perfect. So, so it is very hard to do that. And us as a company, we try to also contribute. We have customers all over the world and we are very proud of this application. So whenever there's a sales engagement or, or, or there's an engagement with our clients, we always try to promote this with our customers and our prospects. And it has been, you know, incredibly well received. So, so, um, there is a recognition within the industry that there is a problem and, and that things need to get better. And we're, we're very happy that our customers have embraced this, uh, um, this application and the work of the construction industry helpline and, and the lighthouse charity uh, fully. So, so we, we try to do um, what we can to promote the application as well. But the brunt of the work, the marketing campaigns and everything is really done by Bill and his team in the Lighthouse Club, which do tremendous work around the UK to, to help with this issue, these issues. Yeah, it's amazingly important work as well. So switching gears just a little bit, Ram, one of the things that our listeners are always interested in is the problems that you have when creating the app. So everybody, it's easy to talk about the good things, but what are some of the issues that you ran into while creating the app? And then how did you overcome it? Now, now maybe even just overall in your Xamarin development career. So not, maybe not just this app, but overall. So what did you, what do you run into and how do you... How do you overcome it? Yeah, this is something I always um, think about because most of the times I run into problems, I solve them, and I'll, I'll not share it anywhere. So probably this is the right form for, forum for me to do that. Um, again, like Xamarin Forms, I, I basically came from WPF background, so I'm more into XAML and I love uh, XAML as a technology. Um, I've faced uh, many problems, uh, but the good thing with uh, Xamarin Forms is every time I face a problem, there is a workaround for it. Um, there are alignment issues. There are uh, uh, collection view doesn't work the way I want it. Uh, for example, yesterday I bumped into a collection view issue where the header uh, template is not properly switching the way I expect it to be. Uh, it's a bit more annoying because it was working fine on iOS, but on uh, Android, it doesn't work. It doesn't uh, switch the way I expect it to. But the good thing is we have tons of workarounds for every sort of a problem. Uh, if I go back to the same problem I just uh, told you, I then immediately created a templated view uh, which can move the template uh, like what I wanted. So for all those uh, problems like the alignment issues that I talked about or or uh, the uh, view not being refreshed uh, the, lay, the way I wanted it to talk about. There are workarounds, and it is easy as well because the community is so active. The moment I put in a question, I normally get an answer uh, pretty quickly. Uh, sometimes I uh, probably there will not be a similar problem faced by other developers because I'll be using more advanced uh, features of uh, Xamarin Forms. But again, the code is open source. I can look into the code and say, oh, here is the problem. To solve this problem, here is a workaround. So it's easy for me because of the open source nature of the framework. 
And, and guys, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert, you know, um, lecturer or, or any of you guys here, but let's talk about Hot Reload. <laughs> I, I mean, I just love Hot Reload. You know, I, I, I think it's the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, so um, I, as for us as a company, we think that the whole reload function can really increase developer productivity, designer productivity, UX designer productivity, uh, and help us get those products faster to our clients. I don't know, Freya, maybe you want to talk about Hot Reload. Yeah, I yeah I both appreciate and I sometimes don't care about it. Uh, basically, again, I came from WPF background, so uh, seeing the view while we design it is is kind of a, a given feature for me. It's like that's what I expect from day one, but that's not there in Xamarin Native, and that's a bit uh, problematic initially. Uh, and then when I moved to Xamarin Forms, I found this hot reload. I was like, oh, thank God, I'm back to my <laughs> uh, usual self. Uh, now I can ch- make changes and it immediately reflects. So that's that's all very good uh, when we are developing small to medium scale applications. But, but again, we used to face problems with uh, hot reload when we have a a big application with many frameworks inside it. Uh, again, for example, I use uh, Prism Forms. Uh, Prism Forms in in the couple of uh, uh, earlier versions, the hot reload used to stop working. Again, because I have the the code open source, I can look into the code and see what's failing, and I can find a workaround. And again, in Xamarin Forms case, in Prism Forms case. I found a workaround and decided to make me to work. So yeah, definitely hot reload makes life a lot easier. And and that's when I came to know about the C sharp hot reload. Uh, that's even better. Uh, it's again going back to the WPF world where edit and continue is a real deal. And I used to really really enjoy that uh, when I when I keep developing things, I want to make small change, why do I have to uh, rebuild the whole world? I don't want to. I just make a small change, edit, and then continue. The same feature, now I'm getting in Xamarin Forms world, it's really brilliant, I would say. It makes my life so easy. Above all, I can enjoy making apps. Cool, and I totally agree that Hot Reload is a game changer, especially I liked it when it was XAML, and now that it's C sharp, wonderful, and and it's it does it makes enjoy, developing enjoyable that you don't have to go through the whole rebuild cycle. It helps what we've we've been calling the inner dev loop. Just shorten that down, and when you can have it so much shorter, it just keeps you in the flow easier, and we could just see those changes happen on the screen so much faster. That's it's amazing. I love it so much. So, Ben, I wanted to throw this over to you because you get to deal with uh, customers all over the place. So what are some issues you run into that are with Xamarin that you like, that either you get to work around all the time or maybe that you are um, able to just see other people running into and like there, there's a fix for this and you just need to show them the fix that is maybe a little bit less known. Yeah, so I could. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> trying to think of uh, examples I can repeat. Um, there are many that come to mind, um, but I don't want to call out any particular f- offenders that, that uh, might <laughs> offend some open source developers. Um, but one of the things I do see is um, 
developers relying a little bit too heavily on existing uh, frameworks. So there's so many different frameworks, open source frameworks available, which is great. Um, but I have seen many occasions where they get uh, leaned on a bit too heavily uh, and they may actually pull in multiple conflicting frameworks just to get a little bit of extra functionality that they didn't realize they could actually do um, out of the box. Uh, and that's often a case of, um, of legacy code, of uh, the evolution of, um, of the forms um, uh, framework fr- from um, back in the day where there wasn't a huge amount you got out of the box. And so uh, now when you revisit, do a code review on a customer's um, enterprise app, which has been existed for several years, you'll see um, there's hu- a huge amount which... Uh, they would have got for free in Xamarin Forms today if they'd written it as of today. So, um, yeah, that's often the case, really, with uh, legacy code. But um, it's it's all good. keeps me uh, keeps me busy. Yeah, a <laughs> couple of extra things that I can add uh, with troubles with Xamarin Forms. There are certain properties on controls that are that don't mean anything. Uh, like there is a background and there's a background color uh, and the alignments can you can have a start or a start with expand uh, and end and with expand and those sort of edge cases right when someone is coming new to this platform they struggle really to say why is this not working why is that not working that kind of frustrates the uh, on the new onboarders I would say uh, but at the same time if someone is really into Zaman forms for a few months to a year or something like that, they can really see, okay, this is not there, that is not there. So we can easily find ways around it. And actually, I want to talk a bit about actually how Microsoft helped us with this transition. Because, you know, with any framework, there's always going to be issues. And there's things that um, Microsoft will know that when when we are new into a framework like this, this, we we would have to find that ourselves. So Microsoft actually helped us in a very exciting way. We called it Project Ninja. So they airdropped uh, Ben and, and other developers, you know, we call them specialist samurais to work side by side with Sriram and his team to build a proof of concept that helped us see the savings and the development um, flow to convert from Xamarin uh, native to Xamarin forms. And that helped convince the executives at the company. You, you can imagine we invested a lot of time and money building all these applications in native uh, and why it was worthwhile to make that move. And it helped, I think, our development team find out about these issues and resolve these issues um, as they arose you know, much more effectively. Even to this day, even the Project Ninja concluded almost a year ago, this proof of concept that Microsoft helped us with. Uh, whenever we have a question, we can go straight to the, the Project Ninja team, which is uh, uh, Ben and his team. Uh, and they, uh, Alex Blount, if you know him, thank you, Alex, for everything. Uh, it, they actually help us resolve these issues and questions on a much faster way that otherwise would be impossible, right? So, um, so it Microsoft not only provided with the tools, but also as an enterprise providing with the support to make that transition on a much more structured and safer way. And we're very grateful for that. Um, and so, yeah, it's it, it's been a fantastic journey so far. And just to clarify, Project Ninja isn't our official team name, <laughs> sadly. 
It is. We, we, call, we call it internally Project Ninja, and, and, and we call Ben a samurai. But, you know, we didn't ask him for his permission. So, <laughs> But just to clarify, Ben, that nobody – your team name changes so often that nobody really knows yes. what it is. So I, I honestly don't know what it is this week, to be honest. <laughs> so, Bill, I recommend the name Ninja. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bill, um, I, I see that you, you have your hand up, so <laughs> – yeah, well, I'm listening here, and uh, you technologists are obviously speaking a different language uh, to to me, and it's just very interesting. So I just give a, a client perspective that you, you don't believe what you guys really do. Um, you know, you're talking this different language, and you've got your Zamorans, your ninjas, and and all this sort of thing going on in the background. But you, you, your technology, quite categorically, is saving construction. Work, workers' lives, quite simply. So I can't thank you enough, and please continue to do all the great work. And I love the fact there's open source people here putting their time in almost in a charitable way uh, to build these platforms in the background to make it easier for you guys to build uh, the applications because your applications are saving lives, and I can't thank you enough for that. Well, thank you for saying that, Bill, and I'm sure our listeners are very grateful and happy to hear that because it's absolutely true. Gentlemen, Ben, Bill, Yannon, Sriram, thank you very much for having, for joining us today. Um, a very important app. And thank you everybody for listening. This has been the .NET MAUI podcast.